This is the TV Podcast with Chuck Thomas and Greg Scott. Now, it's been a big week at the BBC. Uh, the government yeah. have announced that the BBC must give everyone over 75 a free TV licence. Uh, this is going to cost the BBC £650 million a year. Is this a good idea, Greg? Yeah, it's going to cost them £650 million a year or three Graham Nortons. Oh. Um, oh. Uh, mm, it's, it's certainly going to impact, isn't it? I mean, they've got to make savings somewhere. They've already bunged BBC Three over to off over to online rather than on telly. Um, what are they going to do? I mean, where can they save money? I've got plenty of theories as to where they can do that. But... Uh, is it going to impact the viewer and the listener? I think inevitably it will, and uh, it's just going to have to be tough but sensible management decisions, isn't it? What, why do you think the Tories hate the BBC so much? Because everybody could see this coming. Because uh, they they gave John Barrowman a few series, didn't they? <laughs> a, a few Saturday night series. And uh, I yeah. think this is the only thing I've agreed with the Tories on. You know, the, the, <laughs> they've well, I... John Barrowman on the telly, and so they should get... Punished. But you, you might have a point there, because I do remember Ian Duncan Smith saying he hated uh, John Barrowman. And also, I do remember there David Cameron being extremely upset when they cancelled Don't Scare the Hair. So do you think he's just getting his own back? <laughs> there we are. There we are. That's it. And pets win prizes. That's, that's oh. where it started. If you were in charge, what would you do to cut costs and keep the BBC in business? Oh, I'd stop all the fancy decorations around the place. You know, they, they, <laughs> that's it. They, no, seriously, they, they spend a fortune on on fancy artwork and fancy corridors and stuff like that. And you know, we pay this money. We pay this money. We pay it to get quality programs to get the best people in. We don't pay it for pot plants. We don't pay it for sculptures. We don't pay it for pay, pay it for paintings in corridors that we're not allowed to see. Well, you know, we should, we pay it because we want quality. Well, because we've got to, and we want quality <laughs> programming as a result. Okay, Greg. If somebody said to you, "I'm going to give you a primetime Saturday night show, but in return, we're allowed to have fancy corridors and pot plants," what would you say? Yeah, have them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if you're going to bring me into really it, make it personal. Yeah, they can have what they want. Really sticking to those principles. Well, this is what I was thinking. See what you think. Personally, to keep the BBC in business in 10 years from now, where it will be a completely different world of telly, I would drop BBC Three and BBC Four. I would drop CBBC. Yeah, I would drop CBBS, and I would put all the money into making BBC One and BBC Two incredible channels. You know that you, you now you've said that it makes complete and utter sense. You know it used to just be BBC One and BBC Two. We don't need we don't need the other ones. Just put you, well, I'm, I'm echoing what you've just said. Just put quality stuff on two channels. Thank you. Well, I mean this this goes back to ten years ago when they were launching. Um, I think it was BBC Choice, which was like one of their their first digital channels, and they said it's because we have to compete with commercial broadcasters. And I never right. understood. Why they have to do that? In, Why you have to do that? In America, Why? Why? in America, you have PBS. You don't have 10 PBS channels. So why can't we have... Because the great people love to knock the BBC, and I actually do love the BBC. But I just think, imagine if you put all the money into two channels. You can have quality drama like Doctor Who and Sherlock. You can have these every single night of the week. People would love BBC One. 
Uh, I totally agree. I can add nothing more to that, Chuckles. Well, moving on. Uh, Married at First Sight. Channel 4 launched a brand new dating show this week called Married at First Sight. Uh, the series matches single people who've never seen each other before and forces them to get married and live together. Uh, a Channel 4 spokesman said, this is a groundbreaking social experiment. Do you think this can work? It's interesting. It's an interesting concept. Mm. Um, but I think inevitably the answer is going to be no. Mm. People have got to people have got to find out about each other before they make a lifelong commitment. It's silly. Based on what is it? You've got a uh, uh, Russell Grant. Is he <laughs> one of the experts or something? Russell uh, Grant. What? Yeah, he looks into their futures and no. sees if they've got one together. Is that not right? Or, Would you let Russell experts? Grant choose your future partner? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm blooming wouldn't. Well, I have to um, say, I've never seen anyone ever get together on dinner date or take me out. So maybe this could be more effective. Oh, no, so they've had a, uh, I think it's two couples now on take me out who have got married, believe it or not. I didn't know that. Uh, yes, true, true. Oh, uh, true, <laughs> Mrs. Uh, I just think it's it's for the pure voyeurism. I don't think it's... It, they say it's a serious experiment, serious social experiment, but I don't see how it can be. I just don't see it at all. Well, it's based on a Danish show that's been sold around the world. So far, the series has produced successful married couples in Bulgaria, Germany, and Finland. Now, admittedly... But not, in, not in Daneland. <laughs> but admittedly, there's nothing to do in Bulgaria, so that's understandable. But Germany and yeah. Finland are party places, and they're still married. Um, so maybe, Greggles, maybe. Yeah, but maybe they're hanging on just so For they a second can, series. Um, <laughs> yeah, get a second series or get a spin-off series and make lots of money. That you know, if it's good enough for the Kardashians, why is it not good enough for them? It could be divorced at second sight. That could be the uh, the, the sequel. There you go. But if you were single, great. I know you're a happily married man. But if you were single, would you apply? Well, I'm because, married. Because <laughs> would you apply? Because you'd get a primetime Channel Four show. Damn right, I would. Absolutely. I wouldn't care what sort of month they fix me up with. Come on. I'm going to get a series at the end of this. That old hag over there. Come on, make a mine. Close my eyes. Think of England. Get a series. There we go. Well, apparently this was done. I didn't know this. This was done in the UK uh, many years ago. In 1999, Jeremy Kyle hosted a radio oh, show yes. where two strangers got married live on air. Uh, apparently things got messy soon after when the bride went on to marry Jeremy. That's right. That's I right, didn't yeah, know that. yeah, and they're still married. Him and Carla. Wow. See, that's that's uh, that is bizarre. Only Jeremy can marry that way. <laughs> well, yeah, he's he's got a whole series about himself there, hasn't he? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. She, she married this bloke, and they, they, I think they split after was it six weeks or something? Uh, and then Jeremy said, "Oh, come here, I'll give you a cuddle <laughs> for the rest of your life," and that was it. They're, they're, they're still married with three kids. Apparently, he proposed to her in Jeremy Carl's emergency room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's some sort of emergency in life if you've got to marry. And if you've got to marry Jeremy Kyle, for heaven's sakes. Uh, moving on, Buddhist Empire. Uh, 90s sitcom, Buddhist yes. Empire, uh, might be returning to BBC One. Chris Barry, who played Gordon Brittas in the sitcom about a leisure centre, has revealed they're doing a Christmas special. Greg, will this work? I think there's now going to be, after the success of TFI coming back, I think there's going to be a dearth of shows returning to see if they've got the legs that they used to have. Um, I was never a fan of it. It was too British sitcom for me. In other words, it wasn't funny. 
For me, See, uh, I... my sister-in-law, Gillian, loved it. So you weren't a fan of the original series? No, I wasn't, but I did like the actress, uh, what she called, Jill St. John, who was in it. She had lovely eyes. The, the, the character I liked was the one that had her children, and, and they lived under the desk. Do you know the one? Oh, I'm I didn't watch about? that much of it. No, I watched. I watched the first ten minutes of the first episode, <laughs> I think, and then I didn't watch any more. Uh, and I didn't laugh once, but I thought, her there, she's got nice eyes, oh, and she right. has. She's got beautiful eyes. Well, I mean, that's why you if are you're listening, Jill. I'll, I'll, you know, pop round. Uh, well, I've just been told Jill is listening, so please give her a message now. Um, Jill. This is the story of a fat old man called Greg who lusted after a television comedy actress called Jill. Jill didn't know about this, but Greg sat watching ten minutes of the British Empire on a loop with the curtains drawn. No, we'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah, the restraining order's just been ordered. Now, Greg, Birds of a Feather <sighs> has come back. Yes. Uh, Red Dwarf has come back. Open All Hours has come back. A whole bunch of really obscure sitcoms have returned. Um, mm. So I'd like to ask you, not the obvious question. The obvious question is, what would you like to bring back? What obscure yeah. sitcom would you like to bring back? Oh, British. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give uh, you one as an example. That really dodgy sitcom Bruce Forsyth did in a supermarket. I'd like to bring no, that Slinger's one back. Day. Yeah, because that's really weird. I'd like to bring that back. Oh, which obscure <laughs> sitcom would I like to bring back? Mmm. Mmm. Don't know, mate. All right, moving on. Uh, guess what? Connie Huck's back. Yes, she is. Yes, she's the new host of top reality show King of the Nerds, uh, inspired by the US series. The game show will feature 11 contestants living together in a house, competing to be Britain's best nerd. Will you be watching? I'm going to shock you here. I will. I actually like the look of... This is a reality show oh. I like the look of because the nerds, in inverted commas, involved actually are nerds. They are so nerdy it hurts. Mm. And so they won't be wannabes who are showing off and being all bolshy and all that sort of thing. Oh, no. They are actually nerdy and we can go, ah, look at them, they're nerdy. Now, it's no secret that Sky One have been struggling in recent times to find a big hit. Could this be the one? I think it's funny scheduling. I think uh, 7 o'clock on a summer evening on a Sunday. I'm not sure if they're testing the water with it for, for their first run, but I think if they get a bit of promotion behind it and... Uh, I don't know. I like the look of it compared to a lot of the stuff that's been trotted out recently. And yes, it's an American show originally, but as I say, it looks from the trailers I've seen, and, and there's been some very good trailers for it, um, I think that, that uh, yeah, it could be a dark horse. It could be a surprise. Well, talking of dark horses, celebrity boxing in the dark. Now, we don't normally talk about online TV shows, but I wanted to mention this one. Uh, the Sun Online have commissioned a new show called Celebrity Boxing in the Dark. In the show, two top celebrities battle it out in a dark room accompanied by a referee wearing infrared glasses. Are you intrigued? Mm -hmm. Would you watch this? Well, yes. Well, how can you watch it if it's in the dark? Well, because you, you, know, you it's can an say, infrared goggles. Oh, so they say. I mean, you can, all you can see is green, speckly pictures if it's infrared, can't you? So they could say, oh, yes, uh, celebrity boxing. And in the red corner, we've got His Holiness the Pope. And in the blue corner, <laughs> we've got the ghost of Frank no, Sinatra. They, but, you, you no, know. but you see them at the start. I, I watched the first episode. You do see them, and then they turn the lights off. 
Yeah, but is that them then? Do what? they get stunt doubles no, in? No, 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 because it's, it's No, it's clear enough. Honestly, you can see everything, I promise you. Uh, the first episode stars uh, top celebrities Paul Danan and Scott from Five. Uh, and really? Yes. I don't, know oh. how, I don't know how they book them. Now, uh, I spoke to the producers. They're very interested in booking you. If you were to do celebrity yeah. boxing in the dark, please could you tell me the top three people in the celebrity world that you would like to box? Here's Greg Scott with this okay. week's top three people he would like to box. Well, that's uh, quite simple. It would be a, uh, a fatal three-way, three in the ring at once. <laughs> uh, number one would be Nick Knowles. Ooh. Number two would be John Barrowman. <laughs> and number three would be Lassie with rabies. That was the TV podcast with Chuck Thomas and Greg Scott.